You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always. And man, big buzz at training camp this year. In the early stages of training camp, these young cornerbacks, how well they're playing. I think the young cornerbacks are playing well. I think the veteran quarterbacks are playing exceptionally well. I think the entire back end is playing outstanding football. The cornerback position specifically is coached by a very young football coach named Chuck Burks. Uh, his, last year was his first year with the Cincinnati Bengals, a 12-4 and four season, go all the way to the AFC Championship game. This man is a young rising star in the National Football League, in the coaching ranks of the National Football League. You're going to see why. He's got a lot of great things to say about his players, about them working against the wide receiver core that the Bengals have that's second to none in the NFL. It's exciting times here in Cincinnati, and Chuck Burks is a big part of it. Appreciate you joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And we've got uh, our beautiful studio, as always, that we're emanating from. And we have a very, very special guest today. He's had a major impact on the Cincinnati Bengals. Cornerbacks coach, Chuck Burks, an up-and-coming star, a rising star in the National Football League. Everybody around the league that I talk to, there's a lot of good things to say about this, uh, about this young man. Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us, sir. Yes, thanks for having me. Thank you. So... The cornerbacks, it's, there's a lot of buzz going on in training camp. I guess before we get into that, uh, why don't you give everybody listening and watching um, a little bit of your football background because it's a good one. Uh, well, I'm originally from Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, started my coaching career at my alma mater, East Central University, in 2011, uh, a year after I was done playing. And, uh, you know, I coached at a few different universities, uh, Division two universities down in the Texas, Oklahoma area. Uh, West Texas A&M in 2012, 2013 Commerce, and then I, I was the coordinator, defensive coordinator at Southeastern Oklahoma State in my third year uh, for five years, and then you know, transitioned to Arkansas Tech, another Division II before. Uh, in 2019, I became a uh, coaching assistant at the Miami Dolphins and was a coaching assistant there for one year and then coached the cornerbacks uh, for the 22, for the 2020 and the 21 seasons. Uh, so spent three years overall with Brian Flores and his staff at Miami Dolphins before uh, this past year with the Cincinnati Bengals. What a uh, what a brilliant football mind, uh, defensive football mind, Coach Brian Flores. Defensive coordinator. How old were you when you got that defensive coordinator gig? Were you the co were you the youngest defensive coordinator ever in college football? <laughs> I was 26 years old, so wow. I believe at that time I was probably the youngest coordinator in the, in the nation at that time. So it was uh, it, it was definitely a great experience. You know, I always tell people that, you know, the Division II experience really uh, prepared me to coach in the NFL because uh, there's no really G G GAs in Division II. You know, if you're a Division II coach, you're, uh, you, you're, you're doing the coaching uh, as a GA. And then once you become a full-time assistant, obviously you're coaching. But I've coached – I had eight years of solid coaching – um, and able to run my own room again, able to coordinate for five years, you know, again, starting at the age of 26. So that was a valuable experience. And it really, you know, once I transitioned to the NFL, there's so many things that I've learned from game planning, from organizing to, 
uh, personnel meetings that I was able to have at such a young age that the transition was seamless once I got to the NFL. Your uh, your exposure and your experience with uh, Coach Brian Flores, what was your biggest takeaway? What was the biggest thing you learned from that experience, do you think? My biggest uh, learning experience with him was the details uh, and accountability. I, I think Coach is one of the best leaders I've ever met in my life. Uh, I wouldn't be here without him. Uh, he was a tremendous teacher, but the details were were very important. You know, he he would always, you know, every part or every aspect of what we were doing each day, everybody had direction. Everybody knew their role and everybody knew how important their role was for the greater good of the organization. So uh, I really, really thank him for that. You know, he really pushed me as a coach. He pushed me to be a leader. Uh, he pushed me to hold others accountable. And uh, I can't say enough about, you know, the the impact that he had in my life, the impact that he had in my football career. And uh, again, he's just a big part of the reason why I'm here. And now you're working with uh, defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, who was a finalist for a head coaching position in the National Football League, highly regarded in the National Football League, obviously for a very brilliant defensive mind. More similarities than differences, I would assume, between Coach Anarumo and Kate, Coach Flores. But maybe give us a couple of similarities. Yeah, the similarities is the details. Uh, you know, both of them are detail oriented. Uh, both of them, you know, want everybody to collectively know the why and what we're doing. Uh, and you know, at the end of the day, they're both old school. And you know, I, I really I like that. I, sometimes I, I I feel like I'm lucky to in my career, be around a Brian Flores and be around uh, Coach Lou uh, because both of these guys have been in the league for such a long time and they've, you know, had so many experience over their careers and we're always talking, we're always having conversation. And sometimes when I'm in a game and I'm watching Lou work and I'm watching him make adjustments within the game, it's really a beautiful thing to see up close uh, as, as, as an assistant. And, you know, he's just a a wealth of wisdom that I get to have conversations with daily. You know, how do you see this? You know, why do you see it like you do? And he's such a good teacher. Uh, he, you know, he's always there to help. He's always there to bounce off ideas off of. And uh, again, both of them are just tremendous teachers, tremendous leaders, and very consistent people. You've gotten through the indoctrination period as such. Uh, no, no shoulder pads. And now you got the shoulder pads on, and you're you're going through that transition, and and, uh, and and getting a lot of good work done. How's training camp gone so far for your cornerbacks? I think the guys have done a really good job of just going out and competing. Uh, that's 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 what I like about this group so far the most. Uh, we're always striving for consistency. It's never going to be perfect. We're not necessarily chasing perfection. We're just chasing continuous improvement and trying to be consistent day in and day out. Uh, but the way these guys have came in and competed their confidence, uh, their willingness to uh, try new things. Um, it's a young group, so, you know, that's a part of it. But even the veterans, you know, changing up their technique, uh, I would say I can't say enough about, you know, the Cheeto, Mike Hilton, Jalen Davis. Uh, those guys do such a really good job with my younger guys of, you know, teaching these guys little nuances within different coverages, within different techniques. So, I always say we have multiple coaches within our room to help with this culture of uh, competition that we have within the secondary. So uh, it's just been been great to see these young guys go out and compete. And I would say 
both of the both of both of the young guys have a tremendous amount of confidence. And then you have Cam Taylor Britt, who's going into his second year. Again, that's another guy who's extremely competitive, uh, has a plays with a lot of confidence. And I'm extra, very, very excited in particular about his upcoming season. Yeah, you, it's interesting the makeup of your room. There's, you know, the the KG veteran, the young guys. And, and, you know, I remember during my playing career in the NFL, it's it, the veteran players, you know, in your early stages, your first couple of years, you're really learning a lot from those veterans, you know, uh, football, life. You know, you learn about yeah. life in general from those guys, sure. you know, and 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 I, and I saw all, all different sorts. You know, I saw guys that were very open and willing to, you know, give you anything and everything, answer mm -hmm. all questions. And then guys that were like, because it's so competitive, Hey, dude, mm -hmm. you're trying to take my job. I'm not giving you anything. And, yeah. and those guys were tough. I mean, that was a tough nut to crack. Mm -hmm. It seems like everybody on this football team, that's the one thing. Uh, everybody gets along so well. There's there's mm -hmm. a free exchange of uh, dialogue about, you know, this worked for me. Why don't you try this? I mean, everybody's doing everything they possibly can to make each other better. I mean, it's a great thing to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really think that starts at the top with Zach. You know, I think Zach creates an environment where uh, it's team first, you know, it's team first. And uh, I not only see it within my group, but the linebackers, uh, you know, with Logue, uh, with Pratt, uh, the defensive line, DJ, BJ, I, I see them always working with the younger guys because I think they understand that it's bigger than them. At the end of the day, it's bigger than them. And, you know, there's a standard that that's important to them. And whenever you know, at some point everybody leaves on, but when they leave, they want that standard to never drop. They want that to carry on for years to come. And again, it starts with our head coach, then to our coordinators, and then it goes down to our leaders on the team. And uh, it's a great environment. It's great to be a part of. It's great to see it work, you know, happen day to day. And there's some hard conversations in that. There's a lot of accountability in that. Uh, that's the other side of it. You know, it's not always peas and, you know, peaches and cream or peas and carrots, whatever you want to call it. But uh, these older guys are not afraid to have uncomfortable conversations with the younger guys, which is needed if you want to continue to grow. No question. No question about it. All right, coach, let's, let's, um, I'll give you a, a player name and, and you give me a couple of things that come to mind about that player that stand out about you and, and how they play the game of football contributions they make to the team, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm going to start, I guess, with a, with a couple of young guys that you, that you drafted this year. And, and they're both opening eyes, you know, early on here at training camp. And uh, they're both DJs. I'm not talking about disc jockey spinning records. I'm talking about the two DJs that you uh, <laughs> you guys drafted. DJ Turner out of Michigan. I mean, the obvious thing is, what, he run a 4-2-7, I think it was. The, wasn't he the fastest guy at the combine? So, obviously, no. he got, you know, raw speed. But he's got a heck of a lot more than that, doesn't he? Oh, no no doubt. Uh, the, speed, the speed is there. There's one thing to be able to run a 4-2, but – you know, you you starting to see the speed. You starting to see him play at a at that at that speed. So, uh, outside of the speed, I would say coverage ability. You know, I said it the other day. I think I can wake uh, DJ Turner up at five thirty a.m. and he can go cover somebody. Right. Uh, so, coverage, tremendous coverage ability, and then confidence. Um, this this guy uh, is extremely confident. You know, he 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 wants to be the best. He doesn't just want to be a he doesn't want to be a starter. He wants to be the best, and uh, he's been very vocal about that to me. And it's uh, when I hear that name, I hear somebody who is hungry and wants to be the best. Oh, that's that's great. We, 
I mean, my rookie year with the Bengals was way back in the 19, 1974 is my rookie season. We had two corners, Ken Riley. He's going mm-hmm. to the Hall of Fame here in a week. And Lamar mm-hmm. Parrish, who should be in the Hall of Fame as well. He was an unbelievable kickoff and punt returner as well as a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but these two guys as a tandem, they had recoverability speed. You know, it's like when everybody everybody's good in the National Football League, you're going to get beaten at times. Even when they got beaten, man, they could recover so quickly. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they would make sure that, uh, you know, a play was only going to be a maybe a 14-yard completion instead of a 70-yard touchdown. You know, I mean, they had that recoverability speed. That's that's key, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. That that is that's there was a play yesterday. You know, Lamar uh, Jamar had caught a uh, a long pass, but uh, DJ Turner was out of position and he was able to catch up and put himself back in position. And I think that's a rare trait. Uh, you don't you don't see that a lot in the NFL. A lot of guys aren't able to do that, and a lot of guys panic when that position, but. He didn't panic. He got back in position. You know, Jamar still made the great catch and it was a phenomenal throw. But just to see that to me, that that was an actual positive sign to see his makeup ability. Right. Right. DJ Ivy. What a steal this guy is. I mean, you know, now you, you look and you, and you think, how the heck did he last so long in the draft? I mean, he's long. His arms are so long. I mean, he can run and he's making plays. I mean, he's having he's and like you said, coach, it's not one hit wonders. You know, to no. start stacking days, you know, it's like, exactly. and that's two good days in a row. That's three good days. The consistency that you're talking about, these two mm-hmm. young guys are doing it, aren't they? They are. They are. And consistency is key. Consistency is key. This is, we're looking for consistency over a five to six month period. So four days is great. And, you know, we actually just had a conversation with, you know, uh, we had met this morning, but I think DJ Ivy is a competitor. And I would say one thing about DJ Ivy in college, you know, he had, I believe four secondary coaches in five years. Wow. So he was not able to really have the consistency that a player needs to grow. Uh, and, you know, when you watch this tape in college, you kind of see a little bit of that. But, you know, Lou had went to the uh, went to the pro day and saw him move and Lou gave me a call. Me and Lou talked and they brought him out and I met him and, you know, we, we talked ball. We got to know each other. I fell in love with who he was as a person. And uh, I'm extremely excited about his development and, you know, where he's headed because, again, he's confident, he's fearless, he's competitive, uh, he plays a really good technique, and he loves the game. He takes notes, he sits up front. Uh, so he's everything that you want in a person. And then, obviously, there's talent there as a football player. Man, that's awesome. So, Coach, how, how long, I guess it varies on a person-by-person basis, but is – that process of, okay, well, boy, the technique that I was taught in college, it's not the same, you know, and I got to unlearn that and relearn this. So I got to teach muscle memory and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, okay, well, the language that I learned, I have to unlearn French and learn German. Now this is a totally different uh, language. How long a transition time normally is that for young guys like these? Uh, I would say uh, like, you know, it varies from person to person. Um, I I think, for a guy like DJ Ivy, you know, he was he played different techniques in college, but he's a natural press corner. You know, that's that's something that, that that's innate in him. He, he's naturally comfortable with doing that and putting his hands on people and staying in front of people. So he's actually picked it up quicker than, you know, other guys that I've had in the past. They eventually picked it up. But right. he's he's just and who he is and his skill set and his talent. That's what he feels comfortable doing. So uh, he's been picking it up quickly. 
Um, and everybody plays a little bit differently. You know, DJ Turner presses a little bit differently than DJ Ivy. Uh, same with Cam Tillabritt. So as an NFL coach, you actually have to adapt to them, to that specific person uh, within, within the technique that you're teaching. Let's talk about uh, Cam Taylor Britt a little bit. You've, you've mentioned him uh, out of Nebraska. I mean, th- this this guy brings the energy, man. As a, as a former player, I look at him and I'm like, that's the kind of teammate I used to love. You know, a guy, every day is a good day for Cam Taylor Britt. Every day is a good day for football for Cam Taylor Britt, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's, it's been uh, such a fun process of uh, coaching Cam and seeing him grow. Uh, he loves the game. He loves his teammates. He loves to compete. Uh, he's tenacious. He's physical. You know, always if when Cam Taylor Britt is on the field and you want to go play some ball, you better buckle up because he's going to give everything you have. He has. So, uh, you know, he can play every position in the secondary if he want. If he wanted to, he can play safety. He can play nickel. He can play corner. Uh you know, he played quarterback in college, so he's a natural communicator. He's a natural leader. He just has that personality about himself that everybody kind of gravitates to, you know. Uh, and just from a technique standpoint and a growth standpoint, I've seen a I've, I've seen a big jump from year one to year two from a training camp standpoint. And the battles that he's having with Jamar just makes him better. Yeah, I mean, boy, you th- that old saying, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Uh, Cam Taylor, Britton, Jamar, that's a, that's a stirring battle to watch every day, man. And Yeah, a heavyweight fight. Yeah, exactly, heavyweight fight. And, and I mean, the receiving core the Bengals mm-hmm. have as a group, I mean, the trio's as good as there is in the National Football League. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, it's in everybody's estimation, if it's not number one, it's no mm-hmm. lower than number two as a group in the yeah. National Football League. So mm-hmm. working against that, that core – and then, mm-hmm. boy, it's very competitive, like four through six to roster for the Bengals at the receiver position. You got talented guys, you know, working hard on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That's going to make everybody better, right? I mean, you guys going against each other and getting each other better on a day by day basis. Uh, those practices, you guys have figured out how to practice so well, even without shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. And you go at an unbelievable tempo working against each other. Yeah, it's it's been great to watch. I mean, the the competition, it's been it hasn't been one way. And me and Lou talked about that yesterday. It hasn't been one way. It's been, you know, the receivers have been making great plays, the corners come back and make great plays. Uh all the receivers, as great as the, the as great as they are, you know, T, Jamar, you know, T Boy, they're all different, you know, so you have to cover them a little bit differently. So there's that learning process. And then, you know, the guys behind them are out there making plays. Kwame made a you know wonderful catch a few days ago. Uh and, you know, these guys are out there competing, getting each other better. And I think just, you know, as the unit, receiver unit and the corner unit, it's going to really benefit us when we get to the uh, preseason and when we go into the season. Let's talk about your uh, your, your slot corner, in my estimation, uh, for my money, the best in the National Football League. And there's no doubt that he's the best blitzing defensive back oh, there is in the National Football oh, League. And that's mm-hmm. uh, none other than – Mike Hilton, he brings a lot to the table, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He does. Mike Hilton, again, this, this, I can't say enough about Mike. Uh, Mike has made big plays and big games. Um, you know, you have to account as an offense, you have to know exactly where Mike is, you know, every time that he gets lined up. And he actually helps us uh, put in different plays by, you know, if he shows like he's coming and, 
whatnot, they have to account for him and it helps us with other pressures. So uh, Mike is a dynamic player. Mike makes game changing plays and Mike is doing a really good job. He's having a strong camp right now. So uh, very pleased with where he's at right now. He is, uh, he is special in that locker room. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he, he's not, uh, he, he's almost the perfect leader, you know, um, I, I, I guess I'd categorize him as a quiet leader, but he's not quiet, but he's not obtrusive. I mean, he's just got to figure it out. This guy's got to figure it out, man. He really does. Yeah. You know, when Mike, Mike Hilton speaks, people listen. Yeah. I I would just say that when he speaks, people listens because his game is, I mean, this is a guy that he was undrafted. So he's had to fight for everything that he's had in this, in the league, right? Everything that he's had in the league and every place that he's been, they've won. So that's the other part about Mike. You know, Mike has done nothing but win since he's been in the NFL. So uh, he's had adversity early. I believe he played for the Jags, the Patriots at one point, then landed with the Steelers and, you yep. know, his career took off. So uh, he he's lived a full NFL life and he's a great resource of knowledge to learn from. And uh, I'm glad we have him. Talk about Sidney Jones, coach. What, do, what does Sidney Jones give you at the corner position? I think uh, Sydney gives you versatility. You know, Sydney is a guy that's played in the league and played well, you know, for a while and uh, has battled through injury. But, you know, he started games at nickel. Uh, he started games at corner. Uh, he can cover. He's physical. That's that's one aspect that, you know, since we haven't had our pads on, we haven't been able to see of Sydney. But Sydney is a very physical cornerback. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. And um, he's picked it up well. He's meshing well with the group. Um, and, I'm, you know, he's a great – I thought he was a great pickup. You know, uh, to have a guy of his caliber to come and, uh, you know, be a part of what we're doing. Right, right. And uh, this guy would should have gotten to a lot earlier, but he's still rehabbing. And, and boy, did he recover quickly from that that ACL, Cheeto Bay Awuzie. Yeah. I mean, Cheeto is he's a very special uh, talent and person as well. And he's he's right on the doorstep of being fully back, isn't he, Coach? And talk about him as a player and the rehabilitation that he's, uh, that he's uh, gone through here so quickly. Well, he, number one, uh, Cheeto is a phenomenal person, uh, yeah. a phenomenal person. And it, it's been a pleasure and an honor to be his coach. Uh, you know, when he went that, when he went down those, those first, you know, I believe six or seven games that he got to play, he was playing, I would say that at the highest level of any corner in the league up to that point. Uh, yep. I mean, he was covering well, uh, he was challenging balls. He was ch- challenging people at the line of scrimmage. He's probably the most cerebral corner that I've ever coached. Uh, he has great awareness and understands the scheme. And yeah, he helped me out with the scheme when I first got here. So uh, for a few, 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 few of those months, he was my coach. <laughs> but uh, but no, he he's battled, battled through injury. Um, you know, he and I'm not surprised that he's bounced back so quickly because it's just really it just really is who he is. I mean, when he tore his ACL, he jogged off the field. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like when it happened, I actually thought he maybe rolled his ankle the way he came off the field, and then to learn that I was ACL. Uh, I mean, Cheeto is he he's he's beyond tough. I don't even know if tough is a big enough word to describe what type of person that he is. But uh, I'm glad to have him out there. He's been going through individuals. Uh, he's been again on the field and in the film room coaching the guys up and uh, I can't wait to have him back and that's going to make us that much stronger and then just about his game he's another guy that can play corner nickel safety uh, he just has that type of skill set 
Boy, it, it speaks to how strong uh, all the muscle groups are around that, those ligaments too, for him to be able to get up and jog off the field like that with a torn ACL. Man, the dude's got to have quads, hamstrings that are just unbelievably yeah. strong. Oh, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. It really is amazing. Um, and it, you know, you're talking about more than you know, multiple guys here, and we'll get to other, other guys uh, as well, but the, the versatility aspect of it, guys being able to play more than one position. So you don't mm -hmm. have to necessarily substitute personnel to give totally different looks out there. I mean, you can just exactly. piece, move guys around. That's got to be very disconcerting to a quarterback trying to figure out what the hell's going on on that back end, isn't it? It is. It is. And, you know, one of the main things besides the details that I learned from Brian Flores is, is you having the chess pieces at your disposal and it's your job to figure out how to move them around and put them in the best position to win the match. So uh, we have those chess pieces. We have guys that, you know, have versatility within the game. We have guys that uh, understand the scheme enough to play in different spots. And uh, hope, you know, hopefully, you know, we're able to put those guys in great position, which I know we will. But just to have that luxury of, you know, guys who can cover in different spots of the field, nobody's going to be able to run from us. Give us a little bit about Jalen Davis, coach. Jalen Davis, uh, another consistent, uh, competitive, smart uh, guy, very reliable, very accountable, very dependable. Uh, you know, he he went in and had to start a few games last year and we didn't miss a beat. You know, we didn't miss a beat. He got us lined up. He communicated. He covered well. He competed. He's physical. Uh, I can't say again enough about Jalen Davis. I was actually in Miami uh, my first year in the league and Jalen Davis was there. So it was great to reconnect with Jalen and uh feel like we haven't you know missed the beat since we uh last worked with each other how about alan george ag ag uh love ag <laughs> i really do uh he, he he is actually one of my favorite people in the room he keeps the room light he's actually a uh comedian uh, although he won't say yeah he won't say he was probably one of the funniest guys in the room but uh i i, I like where ag is at you know ag is a guy that came like bursted onto the scene with a lot of ball production and you know, now he's started with this camp doing the same thing. So uh, if you notice, we moved AG. Now he's playing some nickel, uh, just trying to add some position flex within his game. And uh, he's handled it well. So uh, I think he's trending in the right direction as well. You know, th this this roster is incredible as a whole. And mm -hmm. every position group has an amazing depth. I mean, there are so yeah. many guys. So, mm -hmm. you know, I remember uh, – I got drafted uh, by the Bengals and my offensive line coach was, was a great coach, Bill Tiger Johnson. And we had, mm -hmm. we had some veterans and um, rookies, you know, battling it out. And it was a deep, deep room. And he goes, man, he said, I'm telling you, if you make this football team, if you can roster on this football team, that is one hell of an accomplishment. And I'm, oh, no. I'm looking at this group. I mean, mm -hmm. there's roster depth at every single position. If you roster, make the 53 man. And then if you can make the game day roster on top of that, you know, and, and not be deactivated. Those are, those are two huge accomplishments right there. It is. It is. It is. And it's, and it's evident. It's evident when you, you know, as you say, you've seen some of the practices, it's evident that there is talent everywhere on the field. Um, and it's, again, it's, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a Bengal. Uh, but it's, it's been great to watch. It's been great to watch. It's been great to coach these guys. And these guys really love each other. And I think that's it's a genuine thing. And uh, and that's offense and defense. You know, our, our defensive backs 
are, you know, very happy that Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, you know, Stanley Morgan, those guys are the receivers that they're getting to guard every day because they know that those guys on Sunday are going to go out and produce. So uh, it's been great to watch. Um, two great groups, a lot of great people, and uh, obviously talented uh, football players. There, there's another player uh, that was a rookie last year, first-round draft pick, Dax Hill, who's now mm -hmm. a safety. You know, you your two veteran safeties moved on, but you have Dax Hill back there, and you have Nick Scott that comes to the Bengals from the from the Rams. But but Dax Hill played slot. He played outside corner. I mean, yeah. uh, Lou had him uh, in multiple places back there probably as a foundation being built for, like you had talked about earlier, Coach, why? <laughs> why why is this call being made? Why is it happening? And what do I have to do to make sure, you know, that I'm doing the why properly and all those kind of things? That that probably helped. That experience probably helped Dax Hill become such a better football player. Yeah, 100%. You know, because when you move around, you you start to understand things conceptually right. instead of opposition. So, uh, I think that was good for Dax early on, and he made some key plays in big games. You know, I think about the uh, Bills game where he had made a play on third down in the low red area. I mean, that's huge for somebody's confidence. And, you know, I know he's playing safety, but Dax is a, a, a versatile football player. You know, he is he's a tremendous blitzer. He's probably one of the best blitzing defensive backs when coming out of college. He can cover with the best of them. Uh, and then he can play in the post. He can run. He can tackle in space. So uh, Dax is going to be key to what we're trying to do this year. You know, it, it is amazing. We all know how competitive and tough the AFC North is. The mm -hmm. AFC in general, mm -hmm. every projected starting quarterback, barring injury or some other unforeseen problem, um, 15 of the 16 of them were first-round draft picks. Yeah, Jimmy no Garoppolo was a second-round draft pick. I mean, man, it's all about – having a quarterback and being able to throw the football in the national football league back end guys are like gold, man. Having, having uh, as many as you have, it's a, it's a heck of a deal, isn't it? It is. It is to, 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 to win in the AFC, you have to have guys that can rush. You have to have guys that can cover period. Right. Uh, you won't have a chance with these elite quarterbacks. So your, your secondaries, uh, I can speak for the secondary, your secondary has to be elite and they have to be elite any elite moments of the year um so it doesn't matter if you're you know good for 15 games but when it's those moments against those quarterbacks if you're not elite if you're just average you won't win so uh we understand that we understand the challenge ahead and we're willing to uh to face it so coach how how did your relationship with zach taylor come about i mean zach obviously oh you know, this guy with the miami dolphins this is a young and rising star here. Zach's got background with the Miami Dolphins. Mark Duffner, I mean, was it a Miami Dolphins kind of connection thing? Was it some other thing where you were um, were introduced and, and got to know Zach Taylor a little bit, or how did that all shake out? Well, I kind of knew of Zach. So, uh, interesting story. Uh, I went to East Central uh, University yep. in Ada, Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, Zach's grandparents are from Ada, Oklahoma. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. You know, Ada, Ada, Oklahoma is one of those places where not many people know about it. But if you do know about it, you know that that, that place is kind of a it's, it's a different place. And um, me and him joke about it all the time. And, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily know Zach personally, I always knew of Coach Taylor. We, you know, coached against each other in 2019, I believe. Uh -huh. And uh, 
then we coached against each other in 2020. And, you know, first time me and him talked, uh, he actually referenced those games and he had respect for my work. And I definitely had respect for the direction that, you know, the Bengals were headed, uh, especially after that, you know, 2021 season. And, you know, he he put his trust in me and Lou put his trust in me. And I'm forever grateful for both of them. And uh, I'll do everything I can to, you know, make sure that they were right for choosing. I'll tell you, your first year in the National Football League with the Bengals, uh, twelve and four season, mm-hmm. AFC Championship, uh, almost almost got it done to go to the Super Bowl again. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty good pretty good start to your career here in Cincinnati for sure, Coach. And I know yes, uh, everybody in the organization is very excited that you're you're part of what's going on here in Cincinnati. And this this uh, this Bengal team. They're going to be a snootful for everybody for a lot of years to come, aren't they? Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. It's uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to come and watch the Cincinnati Bengals for years to come. Uh, but most importantly, you know, we always got to be present and be where we're at, and uh, you know, we're extremely focused on winning it this year because you know next year isn't promised. So, uh, I'm go grateful to be here. I love being a Bengal. Love being a part of this organization. Being with the Brown family. Coach Taylor, uh, Coach Lou, uh, you know, it's been amazing. And uh, just looking forward to practice today. Coach, I'm looking forward to it as well. Be checking it out. Thanks for carving time and joining us uh, in the trenches. We really appreciate uh, you and everything uh, you've done for the game of football. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have Have a great one, sir. Yes, sir. Dave Lapham here. And every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football as a player. I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.